Welcome to Network Marketing Success Secrets. I'm your host, Gloria McDonald. On this podcast, I'm going to share with you all of my best tools, tips, ideas, and techniques to help you get more leads, have a steady stream of highly qualified prospects coming in every single day, close more sales, and recruit more team members so that you can spend more time doing the things you love and less time doing the things you don't. I'm curious, let me ask you, how much could you really achieve and accomplish if you had a clear, simple, and proven roadmap to success and a mentor who knows how to guide you each step of the way? In this moment, you're standing on the threshold of an amazing life, and it's time for you to walk across that threshold to finally achieve your dreams with clarity and confidence, no matter how big your dreams may be. I know you can achieve these dreams because you are amazing, genius, and divine. Now let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, hello. And would you like to sell more of your amazing products or services? Today, I want to dig really deep with you on how to have a conversation with a prospect about your product. Now, I want to know how many of you ever feel like, oh, yes, I would love to sell more of my product because I love it. It's amazing, but I just don't know what to say. I, you know, I get all tongue-tied. I get nervous. My palms sweat. I don't want to feel pushy and salesy. I'm super excited to share really what is my hottest, hottest tip for you today. It's all about surveys, self-assessments, questionnaires, because we human beings love to complete surveys and self-assessments. We just love them. I'm going to give you some really great tips on how to create a survey or a self-assessment. First of all, it's super simple to do. You can use free tools. Servio, S-U-R-B-I-O is a great tool to create a survey. There's a free option for it. You can use SurveyMonkey. There's a free option for SurveyMonkey as well. So really easy things. So here are some of the the reasons why surveys and self-assessments are so good to use. So they give you huge opt-in rates. You know, I have all kinds of lead magnets, and I also have the network marketing industry survey. I get twice as much response, almost twice as much response to the survey as I do to my best performing lead magnet. So surveys are huge. My 2019 network marketing industry survey has about a 52% opt-in rate, which is huge. So surveys give you huge opt-in rates so that you can build your list. They really help pre-qualify your prospect because your prospective customer is going to invest time in completing your survey. So they're already invested if they've completed your survey. Surveys and questionnaires and self-assessments help your customer identify their pain points if you construct the survey and self-assessment correctly. And I'm going to give you some really great examples here today on how you, literally the questions you can ask in your survey or self-assessment. And I'm going to give you four different kinds of um, tips on that. Um, So surveys help your your customers identify their pain points. They give you tons of valuable information on your prospect. And they show your prospect that you're interested in them because you're asking questions about them. So questionnaires, surveys, 
to make them simple and your pro to make it something that your prospect is likely to really complete, five to eight questions is plenty. Five to eight questions is great. And you, you can use these questions in a written survey, which I highly recommend. And you can also use them in a more casual conversation setting. So if you do not have a written survey, these questions are still the kinds of questions that you want to be asking your prospective customer, client, when you're having a conversation with them. However, the beauty of a written survey is that you can much more easily ask questions that you really wouldn't necessarily ask in person. Like you could ask in question in a written survey for someone's age range. You know, if you're talking to someone on a Zoom call or on a phone call, you're probably not going to ask them how old they are. You know, it's, it's a bit dicey. You can ask questions about income levels. You know, if you're in a financial service network marketing uh, company, you can ask questions about income ranges, which you really wouldn't do that very comfortably. Sure, I sure wouldn't um, if you're on a call with someone. So here are four different examples from four different industries of surveys that you can super easily do. And again, Surveyo and SurveyMonkey, and there are other free survey options out there, but those are two that I've used. They're super simple to set up. You can also do these in an email or in a message with somebody. It's really, truly is best if you're using one of the survey tools because at the end you can ask for your prospect's email address. So let's say you're in skincare. Now, before you create a survey, you need to really know the product or products that you're going to be focusing in on in your survey. So let's say you're in a skincare opportunity. The first question might be something like, what age range are you in? And you give people multiple choice, um, 20 to 29, 30 to 39, 40 to 49, 50 to 59, over 60. Okay. Then the next question might be something like, what are your biggest areas of concerns? Fine lines and wrinkles around the eyes, uh, puffiness around the eyes, fine lines and wrinkles around the mouth, um, or the neck. Uh, another question might be, do you have concerns about sun, sun damage, discoloration, or age spots? Another question might be, do you have any of these concerns? Check all that apply. Dry hands, dry and cracked feet, dry and flaky uh, skin on the arms and legs. You know, obviously you're not going to ask that question if you don't have a body lotion. If all you have is, um, you know, skincare for the face, you're not going to ask that question. But if you've got products for the body, you can ask that kind of question as well. Um, another one might be, where do you currently purchase your skincare? This is a really good question for you to pre-qualify your prospect uh, because if they say a drugstore or a grocery store, you know they're not spending a ton of money on their skincare, most likely. If they say a department store or online, they might be a more highly qualified prospect for your skincare. You know, it's just more information for them. Let's say you're in the health and wellness sector. Um, and let's say that you have a product specifically about, around brain health. These are some questions you might ask. Question number one might be, are you A, male, B, female? And if you want to, you can put C, don't wish to respond. That's fine too. 
Then your second question might be the age range. Again, the same thing, you know, are you 20 to 29? Maybe that's too young for you, but you never know. Um, are you 20 to 29, 30, 39, et cetera, up to over 60? And, and, you know, make the age ranges what work for you and your product. I'm just giving you examples as ideas. Another question might be, do you have a family history of, and then you could put things in like Alzheimer's, dementia, heart disease, because we've now learned that heart disease is tied to Alzheimer's. So you can ask a multiple choice question like that. How often do you work out slash get exercise? Almost never, less than once a week, one to two times a week, three or more times a week, because we also know that exercise is tied to brain health, right? Oxygenating the brain, all that kind of thing. Question number five might be, how many prescription medications are you currently taking? None, one to two, three to four, five or more. Again, you're getting an idea of how healthy your prospect is. And you might ask another question. Six, question number six might be, on a scale of one to five, how concerned are you with your brain health? Okay. So that's if you're in the health and wellness industry and you've got something specifically for brain health. You know, again, use those ideas for whatever product it is that you have. And you can create different surveys for different product lines within your network marketing uh, company. Because let's say you've got a product for brain health and you've got a product for nutrition and you've got a product for weight loss. Maybe you have a product for um, joint pain relief kind of thing or anti. you've got an anti-inflammatory. Again, ask questions about those kinds of things. Okay, let's say you're in the weight loss sector. So again, you might ask, are you male, female? You might ask for the age range, uh, how often they work out, how much water do you drink every day, one to two glasses, three to four glasses, five to six glasses, seven or more glasses. Again, those don't have to be the exact breakout. I'm just giving you ideas for how it's so simple and easy to create a five to eight question survey that gets your prospect thinking. It gets them identifying their pain points. And again, I'm not talking about physical pain necessarily, but oh my gosh, you know, I've got um, bags under my eyes that drive me crazy and I would love to get rid of the bags under my eyes. They start thinking about that. They start thinking about what they need. Okay. Um, so again, if you're in the weight loss sector, you might ask, how much weight would you like to lose? Again, this is the beauty of a written survey because you're not talking to them. It might be, depending upon uh, you know the situation, it might be a little awkward to ask how much weight you want to lose. But if it's a written survey, you're not there. People feel much more comfortable asking this. So you know you might put in there none because you might have people that really don't need to, need to lose weight. So put that option in there: ten pounds, eleven to twenty pounds. Uh, 21 to 30 pounds, 31 to 50 pounds, over 50 pounds. Again, just an example. So now you've got some great pre-qualifying information for a prospect who needs to lose weight. You know something about them. Let's talk about pet products. If, you, if you're in a company that's got pet products, here are some questions you might want to ask. How many dogs do you have? None, because you might have cat owners, right? So none, one, two, three four or more. On a scale of one to five, how picky of an eater is your dog slash dogs? Another question might be, does your dog suffer from any of these issues? Dry, itchy skin, 
loss of fur, anxiety, loss of appetite. I'm making these up. You need to know what your product line, how your product line is going to help the dogs and then create a question around that. And then you can repeat these same three questions for cats, all in the same survey. So now when you're on a call or when you're emailing or messaging your prospect, you know something about them. You know they've got two cats and they don't have any dogs. Great. You can focus in on your cat food products or the products for cats. Okay. So again, with any of these surveys, you want to customize the questions very specifically to your product line. And when you've collected enough data to be statistically valid, you really need to have at least 200 responses to a survey. You know, if you've got 100, you can start sharing some information. I have well over 2,000 responses to, well, well, well over 2,000 responses to my 2019 network marketing industry survey. So that is very statistically valid. So you can really start to share information. If you have 100 responses, that's really good. And you can start to share some information. You could say things like um, initial results show that nine out of 10 people don't get enough exercise or something like that. Obviously, I'm making that up. Um, and then when, you, when you've collected enough data, you can start to share that. That really positions you as a trusted authority in the weight loss industry. It positions you as a trusted authority in the brain health industry. It positions you as a trusted authority in, you know, helping pet owners, whatever it is. So you can start to share that information in infographics on social media, um, in various posts, in emails, in blog posts, in articles on LinkedIn. This information that you collect in the surveys is not just about having a conversation with your prospect, although that's incredibly helpful, but you also can start collecting this data. And if you're using SurveyMonkey or Servio or any of those kinds of things, they collect the data for you and they will give you the percentages of people that respond this way or this way to your questions. So I can't recommend those highly enough. Now you're going to have some great information about your particular prospect because you want to ask for your prospect's email address and maybe first name. I wouldn't probably ask for their last name, but first name and email address at the end, not at the beginning, at the end of your survey. Okay. So let's say you now have a prospect who's completed your survey. And if they haven't completed your survey and you're on a call with them, ask these questions casually. Like you can say, so um, I'm just curious, what would you say is your biggest area of concern? Would you say it's fine lines and wrinkles around your eyes or maybe puffiness um, or dark circles around your eyes? Would you say it's fine lines and wrinkles around the out, your, your mouth or maybe um, your neck area? What would you say are your biggest areas of concern? If you're talking about, again, health and wellness and you have a brain health product, you can do these questions in a conversation if you don't have the written survey, but written surveys are super powerful. Okay. So let's say you're in a conversation now with a prospect. You've collected some information, whether it's through the survey or on a call with them. Here are some examples of things you're going to want to ask your prospect to get them to recognize that they need what you have to offer. And you can really start to close people into a sale for your, your product. So tell me more. Tell me more is so powerful. So you might say something like, 
I see that you said on the survey that you have a family history of heart disease. Tell me more. And then zip it. This is the biggest challenge for people who are trying to learn how to sell products, services, opportunities, courses, whatever. We get nervous and we don't like silence. So you ask a question and then you stop. And you don't say anything until you've gotten a story out of your prospect. So they might say something like, oh, my my father, you know, died of a heart attack when he was 62 years old. Oh, tell me more. And if there's silence, then you could say something like, how did that make you feel? Or does that cause you any concern? Tell me more is such a powerful statement to get your prospect talking. The whole thing about sales is about being genuinely and sincerely interested in your prospect and ask them questions, get them talking, get them to identify their pain points. Okay? So tell me more. Here's another example. You said that your dog is a very picky eater. Tell me more. And you'll be surprised what people say when you just give them the opportunity to tell you more. Okay, here's another super powerful question that you can ask a prospect. How do you feel that's impacting you? Or what impact is that having on you? So let me give you a couple of examples. You mentioned that you have 30 to 40 pounds to lose. What impact would you say that's having on you? And then, and listen, 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 listen. And I take copious notes in my prospects' words, and I repeat it back to them. Another example is, you said you almost never get any exercise. How do you feel that's impacting you? and let them talk. And you need to be okay with some silence. Silence is absolutely fine. You let your prospect sit and and stew in a moment of uncomfortableness or two moments or three moments or four moments. It's totally fine. Okay, here's another powerful question to ask again to get, now this is to get your prospect's commitment. Start, th- start to get them to commit to losing weight, to improving their brain health, to improving their skin, to helping their dog be healthier, okay? On a scale of one to 10, how important is that to you? Now, let me give you some examples. These are examples from the travel industry, okay? So let's say you'd come up with a survey with five questions about travel. You could say, you said you would like to be able to travel at least three times a year, On a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being not at all important and 10 being top level of importance, how important is that to you? And then if somebody says a 10, you say, "Mm, tell me more. If somebody says a 6, you say, tell me more. Okay? Here's another example. And this would be if you're in um, financial services, um, maybe you've got some kind of... um, gold or silver investing or something like that, and you've created a a questionnaire that asks about people's um, financial freedom. This is also good to use this when you're actually talking to a prospect about your opportunity. So you said that you'd like to be able to pay off all your debt. On a scale of one to 10, how important is that to you? You're getting commitments 
from your prospect that this is something that is important to them. Now, if somebody tells me that they're only a five or six in terms of level of importance, I really want to say, tell me more. I really want to know why, because if they're really only five or six in terms of the level of importance of them to losing weight, then you could say, hmm, now you didn't mention that you had 30 pounds to lose. And when I asked you how that was impacting you, you said that you're not able, you just don't have the energy to play with your grandkids. So I'm curious. I'm curious is another really powerful thing to say. I'm curious you said you really want to have the energy to play with your grandkids. And yet you said that you're only a five, six on the level of importance to lose the weight. I'm curious, why is that? And then you be quiet. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, how important is that to you? That's a super powerful question to ask. Okay. So after you've gathered all this information, you've got your prospect feeling their pain points, knowing that, oh my gosh, I really need to lose weight. Oh my gosh, I'm really concerned about this brain health. Oh my gosh, my dog is such a picky eater. Oh my gosh, you know, I hit menopause and my skin is dried out and all of a sudden I'm seeing all these wrinkles everywhere. Whatever your prospect's challenge is, you've got them really identified with that. Then you want it that once you've got all that, it makes it so much easier to ask this next super powerful question. Would you be open to hearing about a product I've found that has been so helpful to me in fill in the blank, losing weight, um, getting rid of brain fog, um, feeling more energetic, uh, diminishing fine lines and wrinkles? It's been so helpful to me in terms of my dog now will eat everything, you know? So it's not your product. It's a product you've found. It takes away from the personal thing of rejection. And it's not your product. You didn't create it. You don't own it. It's not your product. It truly is a product you've found. You're making a recommendation. It's so much easier to make a recommendation of something you truly believe in than to try to sell your stuff, okay? So it's a product you found. Um, and when your prospect says yes, they're open to hearing more about it, then tell them about the benefits. They do not care about the CEO and founder of your company. They care about the benefits of the product. So you're going to tell them that your specialty reduces brain fog, it makes you feel more alert, it does this and this and this and this and this, okay? And then you simply say, how would you like to place your order today? Or you give them options. You say, now this tea comes in a six-pack of bloody blah or a three-pack of bloody blah. Which would you prefer today? You actually, you assume the sale and you give them choice of which one do they want? Do they want this one or this one? Or the shake comes in chocolate, strawberry, or vanilla. Which one would you like to start off with today? So if you want, obviously, this is a relatively quick training, and I can't go into everything in, you know, a short training like this. So if you really want to dig a whole lot deeper into tips for overcoming objections and how to ask for the sale, then make sure you grab a copy of Magic Conversations that close rejection-free. 
This is a no-brainer. You need to have this program in your repertoire. I did the program. It's Debbie Morton's program. I did it with Debbie, and Debbie is amazing. I personally have learned so much from Debbie. I cannot recommend this strongly enough. It's only $46, and there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you have absolutely nothing to lose. I will put a link in the description and in the comments so you can grab Magic Conversations that close rejection-free, truly without having anything to lose because you do have a 30-day money-back guarantee. I hope you found this super helpful. So get out there and share and sell. You do have to sell. It's not just sharing, guys. I hate to tell you this, but you do have to sell your product. You have to know how to help your prospect identify with their pain points, and you have to know how to ask for the sale. And I hope you found this so helpful. Surveys are huge. Surveys and self-assessments. Take care, guys. Have a fantastic day.